Hi, I'm Eric Upton. And I'm Christy Upton. We've been married for a while. And we've got three kids. We've also been youth pastors for a long time. In 2017, we left our home and everything we loved in California. And we moved to Arizona. All because God told us to. It's been an adventure, and we still aren't sure what's next. But here we are. We used to do this thing after youth group at our house on Wednesday nights. All our leaders would come over and hang out in our kitchen. Sometimes till three in the morning. It was our favorite night of the week. We called it Mommy Daddy Time. Because it didn't start till after the kids went to bed. Now we're starting a podcast. We're calling it the Mommy Daddy Time Podcast. It's going to be like hanging out with your best friends after the kids go to bed. So if you're looking for our tips and tricks on how we do life, ask us and we'll answer it on the show. So let's get started. Enjoy the show. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, my name is Eric. My name is Christy. And this is the Mommy Daddy Time podcast. Welcome to our kitchen where we literally record every single one of these episodes. So you are in our kitchen and uh, this is a podcast that is basically, uh, it's it's like getting together with your best friends after the kids go to bed. And if you have friends with children, you know that all the fun times don't start until after the kids go to bed. So that's what's happening right now. A bunch of fun times. Fun times. Here we go. <laughs> what's what's the most fun you've had this week so far, Christy? What was what was the best thing that happened this week? Oh, man. Uh, probably Maisie's birthday party. That was fun. That was really fun. You I were freaking out. It, it was a lot of work. <laughs> if you guys all know, doing birthday parties... There's so much work. You have to clean the pool and clean the house. With all the Pinteresty parties out there, you have to have some screw sort of Pinteresty Pinterest ideas. parties. Like number one advice to parents, screw Pinterest. It's just so much work. And I think for the party host and um you're just I don't know. It's a lot Everybody's of work. Everybody's like, Oh, it's how a lot do of you pressure. do parties? Yeah. No, people come into your house and they totally judge your house. Oh, totally. <laughs> like, hmm, how clean is your house? Oh, I've totally gotten the, where are your pictures? <laughs> <laughs> that was the funniest thing in the world. You called me up one day at work and you're like, so this lady came over to my house and she just started looking at our walls and asking, so where's your family pictures? And you're, you, you said, so I pointed to where they were and she says, that's all you have? <laughs> Like you felt so judged in that moment. Like you failed epically felt, as a mom. Oh, and I totally do. I fail on that realm anyways. Like decorating is not my forte at all. Like I have to put a lot of effort into decorating our house. You know why decorating is not our care. forte? Well, okay. So that's number one. And two, because here it comes. Eric breaks everything. Eric breaks. <gasps> I can't believe you How many diffusers? My... And no. The diffusers are decorations. Those are utilitarian. Those are utilitarian. <laughs> First of all, I'm not the one that breaks our decoration. Legit decorations are broken by who? Say his name on three. One, two, three. Finley. Finley. Guaranteed. Every single time, Finley breaks our decorations. The dude I would, I does would say handstands half half. on our half and half. It's not even close. Well, you know, the apple tree doesn't fall far from the tree. Get out of here with that. That's ridiculous. I am... I'm objecting to all of that. I don't break our decorations. He's our third kid, them. babe. Whatever. Third child <laughs> problem. <laughs> Which segues into our really segues into our third second question. Our second or question. first question. Yeah. First question of the You're, night. Our first question of the night. Okay. Y'all, You're all it's, over the it's place. Nine forty-five. Yeah, we don't at night. record these things until late in the evening because again, it's mommy daddy time. So we have to wait until our kids go to bed before we can actually get a free moment to record some of this stuff. So all right, let's get into it. You just want to dive into let's it. Do I'm not it. done talking about decorations You're yet. You're vamping. I know. This is what I do. 
Welcome to the show, everyone. Eric talks a lot. <laughs> surprise. Surprise, surprise. Christy will tell you all about how much I talk into microphones and love it. He, yeah, he definitely does. He used to take a microphone around um, for junior, what was it like? For anything, really. Anything. And he would stick it in his back pocket and he would be on the recreation grass, which is like two buildings away from the main campus where the mic is supposed to go okay, and still have it in his back pocket. Here's the context I think that everyone was at needs VBS. to know. Yeah, that's at VBS. Right. Here's the context everyone needs to know. All right. I work at church. I've worked at church for a very long time. And before I worked vocationally at church, I volunteered at church. Involved, you know what yeah. people knew about me from a pretty early age? That dude likes being on stage with a microphone. So you know what we should do? Give that dude a stage and a microphone. So they did. And you know what? He, I do like it. I love he it. took the microphone. Yeah, I took that microphone anywhere I needed to go because you never know when I might need to use it three buildings away from <laughs> where the system is. The point is, I like microphones. I like stages. We're doing a podcast, so it makes sense for me. I don't know how I suckered you into it. I don't know. But you did it. and I'm here. You're excited about number this. One fan, number, <laughs> number one fan. You're my number one fan. I'm your number one fan. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to have to make a mixtape of how many times you flub things. Just mix up your words. 945. Eric. All right, 945. All right, fine. Okay, so we're going to get into some questions. Today's episode is going to be all about what it's like to expand your family. What it's like going from no kids to some kids to many much kids. We've got three children total right now, so it's not like we're the Von Trapps or the Duggars or, you know, the Octomom or anything like that. We've got three kids. This is not unheard of before. But every time you scale up, there's there's a difference. You go through this adjustment period. I think one of my favorite phrases as our family began expanding. Uh, so we mentioned in one of our previous episodes, we got pregnant uh, 10 months into our marriage. And uh, we got pregnant. And what was it? Shortly after Briley was born, Christy started to say to me, I feel like we're a real family now. It was just so weird having not just ourselves to look for out for, but for like a, a tiny little human being. And it yeah. was, it was always like the picture that I first pictured when you do get married, like after the, the honeymoon stage, it was like, Oh wow. Like life just got real. Like now we're not just responsible for each other, but we can't just we eat pastaroni a- all night. <laughs> We're going to have to do one. It's the craziest thing, too, because you like as a husband, you watch your wife go through just this this epiphany of like, should I be doing everything I've ever done completely different? So you start seeing different appliances show up in your house. You start seeing different um, utensils and like. I don't know. You got one of those food processor things so we can make our own baby food. And and we started mashing stuff and jarring stuff and canning stuff and bottling stuff. And like everything was just so different. As a guy, you don't think about how much your life is going to change until your wife points out how much your life has actually changed. You know, it's just it's so funny because you realize like after you have a kid, like how much junk (laughs) You were eating the first year of marriage. Yeah, and that, it, it wasn't a child that pointed that out. It was a 360-degree mirror at H&M that pointed that yeah, out for, for me. Yeah, for you. But for me, it was like a big a big wake-up call. Like, if I don't even want to give this to my child, why am I eating this? Oh, see, I don't mind giving my children McDonald's and stuff. Ooh. I don't, I don't do it. McYuckos? McYuckos. Yeah, I don't do it as much anymore, but uh, I don't know. It didn't occur to me. Like until you started pointing stuff out, it really didn't occur to me. So um, so let's dive in. So here's here's the question that kind of prompted today's episode. Um, 
This is from uh, this is from Christine out in California. She asks, um, my other question is one that probably has been asked, but obviously Tom and I have two kids right now. Tom wants a bigger family and I desperately want a girl. I'm starting to get comfortable with just two kids, though, especially with the ages they are right now. They're starting to get easier. So what's it like going from two to three kids? Any advice on how to handle being outnumbered? Great question. Definitely a good question, for I, sure. I would I would love to just say there all hell is going to break loose. But th- that's not encouraging. Okay, <laughs> but for me and maybe this differs for a lot of people, but going from 1 to 2 was absolutely the hardest for me. Only because and and this could be a little bit different as well because we had 3 kids in about 3 years. So yeah. Uh, this, the children's span was very, very quick. My first two were only 16 months apart and that was, that was rough. That was so rough because my 16 month old was still not sleeping through the night and nor was my, my infant. So I was waking up constantly for both of them. Um, and it was almost like having twins, but they're just barely in a different stage of life. I don't know. It was rough. So I felt very outnumbered at that point more than I did with the third child. I feel like when Finn came into this world, it was it was like when I was alone, it was or, you know, when you were at work or not around the home. Um, it was already chaos anyways. Like I was already outnumbered <laughs> with two. Yeah, I think I think how close our first two were definitely factored in to how nuts things got because when you have kids the first few years of that child's life like it's okay everyone talks about how kids grow really fast and like as soon as you get used to the one stage they're in they move past and go into the next stage and it's like oh it's just getting used to that one and then all of a sudden they're walking or or they're crawling right and it's like oh my gosh i never realized how many outlets are low, low to the ground or how many like little pieces of garbage we have on our floor until my kids started shoving it in their mouth all the time um and so like you're conscious of that and then they move from crawling right as you're getting used to that into walking and you're like, shoot, they're freaking reaching everything on these counters. They're pulling open drawers. They're starting to climb on stuff and then you get used to that and like their their speech develops and they become more exploratory and less aware of like where you're walking and stuff. I don't know. All kinds of things change when you add to that the thing that no one ever really talks about and I don't think this is just our family, but it's their immune systems develop so much in those first few years, they get sick all the time. And when you multiply that by two kids, like it it just feels like, well, crap, one child got sick, which means it's a ticking time bomb before the second one gets sick and they don't time it together. So it's like this one starts to get over it. That one just starts getting it. And then it's a matter of time before I get it. And it feels like you have sickness in your house for like six weeks. Oh, which yeah. is different people getting it. Oh, yeah. And that's hell. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. So the two kids were, that was rough for me. I think by the time the third kid got her, came around, and he was only two years apart from our second child. So like I said, we had ki- three kids in three and a half years. Yeah. Um, so Briley was how old when Finley came into the world? She was, let's see, so 16 months. Was she like she was, three, she was th- three or four? She's four because she probably just turned four because Finn was born in September. No, no, no. 
She was three. She was three? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So she <laughs> we had a, three we had kids a three and three year and a half years. A three-year-old, a two-year-old, just turned two, and mm-hmm. a newborn. Yes. What is wrong with us? I don't know. <laughs> but we did it. <laughs> They're alive, them. and so are we. So, yeah. God I, bless mommy, daddy time. Where's that margarita? Honestly, that was the only thing that really got me through a lot of those times. Because when our kids were sick, some of our single um, friends would still come over at night after the kids would go to bed. Oh, man. And it saved me so much. Like, my sanity. Like, just to be able to talk to other friends. So, even... Just having those single friends. So I think Christine was also the one who asked questions about community. Yeah. This is where your single friends come into play so much because they can come when other couples can't. That's so big. So, so many, so many people out there, so many couples out there that are like getting into the mommy and daddy stage. They have kids and they realize there's a huge difference between where their life stage is and where all their single friends or like newlywed friends are without kids. And like, oh, we're so different. So we can't hang out anymore. And I would encourage the opposite. Like having couples that are in different life stages than you is so valuable. Cause like you were saying, it's the ones that were single that were like, Hey, our kids are sick, but we'd really like to hang out that they're like, okay, sure. Why not? And they come over and it, it meant a lot to us. So honestly, like mommy, daddy time was a lifesaver for us. It really was way back when. And it was all things that like, you know, like most of the time it was stuff that wasn't really going to get passed around to the adults. Like right. Hand, foot, hand, mouth, foot disease. mouth, which is, <clears throat> which can get passed to an adult, but super rare. Yeah. We I understand we won't that. We get into the, <laughs> the contagious natures of diseases on this podcast, right. but, uh, so, okay. So nice. going from, going from two to three, you, there was already existent chaos because of how close the other two were. Yeah. What yeah. were some of the things that you did notice that were like, Oh, now that I have three, this is different. I think the 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 biggest thing about having two other kids is you finally have um, two kids that are always going to kind of entertain each other. So when you're with one, the other two can kind of like play or entertain themselves while you're with that. Yeah, especially child. a newborn. So like especially when you're doing feedings, like if you breastfeed or something like that, or even if you bottle feed, like feeding is just a time where you're yeah. guaranteed to be sitting, sitting down and you can't move. And or standing, but you don't have any hands. It's kind of like right. this hands-free thing. Yeah. And you're just, you can't do anything. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of nice having that. So in a way, like there's not as much guilt riding on that because you know that your first and your second already have each other. Yeah. So, you know what I noticed was different? And this isn't necessarily after they're born, but this is what I noticed just as an observer while you were pregnant with our third. People cared a lot less that you were pregnant with the third than they did with the first two. Like it, it's a weird thing. People, when you're when you're pregnant with your first, people geek out. Like They are so excited that you're going to have a child. I think we got like breakfast, lunch, and dinner yeah, at like points. People like people just brought the fact food. that we had a, a child. And then you got our second one, and I think the natural curiosity of like, oh, is it a boy or a girl? Will it be a different gender than the one you already had? And and the fact and that you're getting that, into multiples and stuff like that. It wasn't as like Yeah, it was a little bit less exciting, but they were still stoked that we were having a second child. And and what's funny again is you said it again after Maisie was born. I feel like we're a real family now. Cause we weren't just a I family think at of that three. Point, it, was it was more like of a, a joke. I don't know. I don't know. Um but then 
when we got pregnant with our third, it was interesting, especially coming from church world. How many people were like, oh, congrats. And then that was it. Yeah. Yeah. It was very I think weird. We had, a, we had an advantage of a little bit more excitement because it was a boy. Like when we told people we were having a boy, that excitement kind of ran back up a little bit. But that was interesting to me moving from two to three, just watching people care less and less, the more children that you have. Yeah. And I don't know if it's necessarily cares less and less. I think I would reword that and just say less excited, um, less compassionate. Because <laughs> I feel like there was a lot of people who cared. There was just a lot of less action to like help. Maybe that's what it is. Or lend a hand or yeah. bring dinners or something like that. And in like, reality, oh, it was like. They've probably got a system. They've got it figured out. They've got family, something like that. It was like, oh, it's their like third. That. They have a system. Yeah. Like they they know dinners. They know how to do oh, this. Oh, that's a good and conversation. That. Let's and talk was, about a system. Like they, that's a thing. There's just an assumption that we, because it's our third, we had it all together. I think when you go from two to three as well, your systems change pretty drastically. Yeah. Like your car seat systems change, your meal time changes. Um, we're still right now. So Finley's, uh, about to turn four and we're, September. yeah, we're okay. just now kind of at a point with where all the kids are at in terms of feeding and maturity and age and size and all that stuff. Like we're starting to really establish that rhythm of what mealtime looks like together as a family. Yeah. Still. Yeah. So it's like still he, this growing process four years in, we're just now figuring out mealtime. Um, we've just Mainly gotten to the this point. Kid doesn't sit. <laughs> none of our kids sit. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, But the third, like Finn never sat in a high chair. Yeah. Didn't sit in a stroller. No. Like he just didn't sit. Not so much. No. But the other thing we're getting is a system with bedtime. Like bedtime is becoming more routine. When Finn was born, he changed bedtime quite a bit because it used to be the girls slept in the same room. They had a bunk bed. We could go in and say goodnight to them. It was a process and it wasn't easy, but we developed a system. And then when Finley was born, one of our concerns was, man, how's this going to jack up the bedtime routine? Because we got to put him down. So that one of the ways that shifted is you were putting Finley down a lot of nights at about the same time that I was focusing directly on the girls mm -hmm. and putting them to bed. It just, so I think, and I think you've, you've as, said as this before too, like the jump between two to three was harder than the jump between one to two for you. For me as a dad. Yeah. So I wonder if that's different from dads and moms or it was just, it could be. It, I, I mean, I think a lot of it is going to depend on the family dynamic, like how you and your spouse kind of set things up and sit down and talk about it. Like, how are we going to do this? I think naturally you have to flex with what the house looks like um, oh. from a chores perspective, from a dishes perspective. I think a lot of times husbands end up picking up more slack than maybe they expect to. Or if they don't That's pick up more slack, it, thing. it uh, creates a lot more tension than I, you expect. There's been there was multiple days where especially with the third child, like. With the second child, too, were days I couldn't just get to even one dish in the sink. But for some reason, adding a third child, it does feel like there's less time in the day because you're responsible for another child. Yeah. And when you have another child, it just takes an extra 10, 15 minutes. And that other child is at a different stage than the other two are. Yeah. To get out the door or whatever. Yep. But you did pick up on a lot of slack. And I think the assumption for a lot of... Um, guys or husbands maybe is they shouldn't pick up as much slack at home or they shouldn't have to. Yeah. I think 
I think you just, as a guy, you just don't is, fully comprehend. It's funny though because how things are going to change. You have the same work day. It's not like it triples. Like for me, yeah, yeah, no. Well, same. I mean, for the most part, you work eight, nine, ten hours a day, right? It, yeah, in, in ministry Ish. and in a lot of jobs, like like you can you can work a long time at the office. It's a very different environment than obviously taking care of kids all day and yeah. and running around and doing that. But I think the you know we've talked about this a little bit offline, but it's how do you transition into the different spaces? You know what I mean? And I yeah. think if you can approach that um, intentionally as a guy. So, um, I guess I'd be talking to a lot of the guys out there with this, like mentally preparing yourself to transition intentionally is going to become really, really important. If that means you need to leave at a certain time in the morning in order to transition out of the house and into the office well, so that you can be productive in the office, that's a really important thing. Um, talk about that with your spouse and figure out, Hey, I know that I don't have to be in the office technically until 9 a.m., but in order for me to be functional and thinking the way that I need to think at 9 a.m., I actually have to leave here in order to get somewhere else by like 8 or 8.30 or something like that. Maybe that means you start going to the gym at 5.30 in the morning, less because it's about the workout, more because it helps you transition into your day and it sets up your day better. And then likewise, coming home, um, you know, a, a mentor of mine, a, a friend of mine, his, his name is Doug Fields, and he talks about this. There was a season in his life where he transitioned from the office to like a Del Taco or a Taco Bell, and he sat there for the last hour of his day before going home, and he just grabbed the newspaper and like a Diet Coke or a Diet Pepsi, and he drank the Diet Pepsi, and he read the newspaper to decompress and leave the office stuff where that was so that when he stepped through the door or through the garage in his home, he was prepared to actually help out, to be fully present in that home and uh, be something of value to his wife, to not be an extra mouth to feed or child to take care of or thing to do. And I think that's one of the big stressors for a lot of couples, right? Like guy walks in the door and you've got a list of here's what went wrong. Here's what I still need done. And here's what I'm not happy about in general. Oh yeah. And when you're greeted. Sometimes when you're having a bad day, it's just trying to stay up out of the water. Yeah. And you're looking for a partner to share that with. But as a guy, when you hear those three things day in and day out, it's like, man, there went my, my, uh, my refuge, there went my castle. Um, so just as a guy, when you're transitioning from two to three kids, understand there's a lot that's going to change more than you fully realize. Um, but if you go into it, with a little bit of advanced warning and knowing that and expecting it and being willing to do some of the, some of the work that maybe you didn't expect to, you're going to make it through. Like, honestly, it's open communication, being willing to adjust and adapt as things happen and, and figuring out what works for the two of you. Yeah, absolutely. I would a hundred percent agree with that. So here we are three kids. One, our youngest is almost four, a six year old. Now she just turned six. My little Maisie cakes. And then seven Briley is seven. Briley's full on kid. That's weird. Oh, yeah. She's That's super full, weird. full on kid. We'll have to talk about that more later. Oh, what God. it's like to transition from like fully out of toddler into kid stuff. Yeah, so she's definitely a kid. Well, man, I don't know. I kind of want to give a shout out to all of our friends who listen to this and have, have been listening to this who are like, well, that's great. I'm not even married. Like, here's my encouragement to all of you. 
Like for all of you who go and hang out with married people who have kids, you're a freaking life raft. Thank you. Yeah. Like for reals. Like, and the cool part about it is the more, I mean, this isn't like a, you know, I only do things for people, things that it's not like a give and take thing. Like, like you're not looking to do things in order to receive something. Right. But if I ever, if somebody ever like lent a hand when I was totally like at the bottom somewhere, there's going to be more of a chance that I'd like to try to as much as possible ditch everything and try to help that person whenever she has their first child. Oh, you remember that stuff. You know, like you we, we've do. got good friends, John and Emily, and and uh, we watched them go through their relationship when they were just dating and then they got engaged and then they got married and we loved being there for them. But I think what what made it that much more enjoyable for us or that much more of a joy for us to help them along was the fact that as single people, they were there for us on so many different occasions. Oh yeah. Like they would babysit and let us go out on dates. I will never forget the time that Emily was watching our child and she called up, called us up and was like, I think Maisie's not feeling good. And I walk in and she is cleaning up, throw up. Oh off yeah. Off the rug. Oh my gosh. Like what kind of single friend does that <laughs> for or like, like and she wasn't even getting paid to babysit. It was just out of her own loving heart yeah. and sitting there hands and knees like cleaning up throw up off of my carpet. <laughs> I don't even know if I could have done that. You could I know you could have done it. You don't do bodily fluids <laughs> ever. But those are stuff that you remember like and now they've had their it. first child and if they ever need anything, it's it's so oh, much yeah. like I would drop anything and like go well, and try to help. I mean, I remember you in the middle of the night one night, like you were just sick, like so sick. And you're like, Eric, I think I do need to go to the hospital. And I like this is this is four in the morning. Oh, yeah. And I I texted. No, I called Tony and Lauren. I was like, guys, I don't know what to do. Christy needs to be taken to the hospital. She's really not doing good, but we need someone to stay here with our kids. Do you guys mind just sleeping at our house or something? They came right over. We were at the hospital for a good three and a half hours. Yeah. Four hours, maybe more. I don't remember. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. That kind of stuff that like for those of you who are single or dating or don't have kids yet, what you do and the value you add to like couples who have kids is so, so huge. And it, it's one of those things where like, as you get into those stages, it is so easy for us to jump at the chance to return that favor. It, it's not this like, oh, we feel like we owe you thing. It's that we know it's coming and we can't wait to do for you what you did for us. Yeah, definitely. Community. Community is everything. And that's, hey, tie a bow around this episode. Isn't that what mommy daddy time is really all about? Coming into our kitchen, sitting down for a chat, having some community, sipping some margaritas, some wine, or if you listen to this in the car, no alcoholic beverage for you, have a Diet Coke. (laughs) Maybe something from Dutch Bros. Or, you know, a LaCroix. (laughs) A LaCroix. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of which, I'm not about... I'm not. Uh, I'm not too ashamed to jump on that bandwagon since Icon Athlete is pushing hard to on be sponsored. LaCroix? Oh, they want to be sponsored by Lacroix so bad. Oh, so Lacroix, if you ever listen to this, Christy and Eric would love to be sponsored by your delectable bubbles. No <laughs> sugar added. 
and Whole wonderful, 30 approved. Yeah, wonderful Whole 30 approved refreshing flavor. My favorite is the grapefruit. Christy, what's your favorite LaCroix beverage? I really like the lemon. The lemon. Just the lemon. There you go. That's that's free for everyone. Go out there and grab yourself some LaCroix. Pour it over ice. That's my that's my beverage pour. That was stupid. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to remind everyone at what time we record these things. Ten, ten. And just let it's you know ten, that ten. some of the things that come out of my mouth, they're not going to be comedy gold. <laughs> some are, but not everything is going to be comedy gold. <laughs> This is why I married Christy. She laughs at my jokes. (laughs) All right. Well, hey, this is the Mommy Daddy Time Podcast. Thanks so much for hanging out in our kitchen. Thanks for listening to this. Don't forget, if you enjoyed what you heard, make sure that you hit that subscribe button. Give us a five-star review. Leave a review. Once we we put these out there, we're going to start reading some of the reviews. I like how you added the five-star. Yeah. If it's not going to be five-star. Just give us a cool review. No. Give us a five-star I want five stars. If you've got anything less than a five, star three listeners out there you just keep your four stars to yourself people Dreaming don't even come at Eric, me with your one star nonsense Eric and I and Abby yeah whatever three listeners or three listeners it's all of us <laughs> You're, you know I'm trying to give a good close and so here's in summation this episode is about these few things subscribe to the podcast leave a five-star review LaCroix can sponsor us share us with your friends And uh, smash that like button. I don't think there is a like button, but smash it if there is. Follow us on Instagram. Plug the gram. Plug it. Plug it. We're at Mommy Daddy Time Podcast on Instagram, uh, Facebook.com slash at Mommy Daddy Time Podcast, except without the at symbol. It's just Facebook.com slash Mommy Daddy Time Podcast. Follow us. Send us a message. Send us your questions. We love answering questions. Thanks, Christine, for your awesome questions. Thanks, everyone else, for sending them in. We're going to get to those. Can't wait to. Anything you want to add, Christy? Peace out. Peace out. So hard.